Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap the Podcast. My name's Beck. And I'm Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about them, we laugh about them, and then we make segments somewhat loosely related to the news story. And But before we get into the news story for today, Jono... Over on Zap TikTok, we've got <laughs> something huge has happened and we definitely yeah, need to address it. Definitely. Um, our grand conquest to <laughs> harass businesses through the power of the internet uh, has had yet another hit. We're two for two. We are. This. First, first it was Shapes uh, and now it's Streets. We've had a reply from Streets um, after making such a fuss uh, <laughs> online about bringing back Liquor Prize. Uh, we actually got a reply from Streets. They commented on our post, which is pretty cool it's awesome that, it's very and cool. it was i'm pretty sure it was actually streets but in saying it has that to be. It, it was like a brand new account but they did have like promotional stuff on it and that and was the only account we could find like when we were trying to tag them in stuff that was the only streets ice cream tiktok yeah. out there so i think it like who would create a fake <laughs> yeah, streets exactly. ice cream tiktok surely but they they replied by saying they might be coming back, and then there's like a couple of little wide-eyed, blushy faces. Mm. Is there a name for that emoji? I think it's like a combination between like not embarrassed, but like maybe ooh. starstruck. Yeah, it's like ooh, ooh. It's, it's that. It's the emoji of that exact sound. If, if emojis I had l- sounds, it's like. Ooh. I love how to describe emojis with make sounds. <laughs> I pulled the face. I don't know if you were doing it. At, I, I was, was like, I was doing the face. As <laughs> I'm well. like literally doing the face. That's so, how, how to convey it. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're talking about. And so, yeah, I think that we haven't responded to it yet entirely. But I think when we no. do, I haven't worked out how we're gonna do it. Like, are we just gonna res- kind of hit back and be like, look. We don't want any of this maybe business. (laughs) We need a yes and we need it now. (laughs) Like, do we take the hard yard or or we're like, oh my gosh, did everyone see this? Obviously, we're going to take 100% credit. Oh no, we we decided on 99, I think. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 99% credit. Because I'm sure there's there's probably some some button pushing happening at streets. But I feel like we've done the legwork here. (laughs) We have, we really have. We've brought it back into the limelight and we have the proof that they responded to us and that we came out with the idea that it should come back first. So, I mean, it's only fair that yeah, we I, get 99% so. of the credit. So. I think so. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think something we've got to find a way to come back to mm. streets and be like, that's right, bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> good, <laughs> really we told you so. Really aggressive, I feel, is, is the route we should yeah. go. <laughs> not that we're um, very good at that. <laughs> no, not particularly. <laughs> But no, I think that's some awesome news. Mm. To kick off today's show, though, we're starting with a story out of the state of Georgia over in the US. And this story starts with a lady named Trish who was getting mm. ready for bed uh, on a Sunday night. Nice and... It's, it's, it sounds like quite a calm story yeah. so far. Yeah. Nice and cool and calm. Everything's all right. <laughs> Not at all what um, we usually talk about in this show. No. Well, just you wait, oh, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but before she got into bed, she saw what she thought was a piece of like fluff mm. under her bed, uh, and she went to grab it, and the piece of fluff moved. Right, oh, it, it it moved good. out of the way. Now, <laughs> so I helpful. can't say I'm an expert on fluff, right? Uh, I don't. I didn't get my fluff doctorate, um, but last I checked, fluff doesn't move on its own. So 
it was clear mm. to Trish that this was no ordinary fluff. Uh, and lo and behold, it was far less fluff and far more serpent. Oh, uh, but that's what? not all. <laughs> that's not all. Don't touch that dial. It wasn't just one snake. Oh, my God. It gosh. was not two snakes, but a whole snake family of 18. Ugh. A mama snake 18. and her 17 babies who had oh. just, like, just hatched. Oh, my gosh. I have so many questions. How is a, a lot of questions. A snake, or actually 18 snakes, mistaken mm. for a small piece of fluff? I do not, not sure. understand that at all. Maybe they were like next to some fluff. <laughs> or maybe yes. the snakes have been living in that house so long that They're their dusty. camouflage is now fluff. <laughs> maybe they've adapted. Oh my gosh. So what did she do once she realized that the fluff was actually 18 snakes? Yeah, that's that's the question, right? What do you do with 18 yeah. snakes if you find you them on your bed? You just hop into bed and have a good well, night. <laughs> <laughs> you hope they go away. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Uh, no, apparently you put the snakes into a bag, like a like a, a, a cloth bag, and mm. release them close to a nearby river. Did she do this um, all herself? Her and her put husband the, put, wow. put, put all the snakes into a bag. That is and very then, impressive. And then um, released them. But... Uh, to us, that sounds a lot scarier because here Terrifying. in Australia, there is a lot more dangerous snakes, right? <laughs> every, every snake you see, you're like, well, that's a life or death situation. Yep. Let's, yep. Not, let's not go <laughs> near let's that. Let's not touch that. <laughs> that. That might not be the case, but you, you, you kind of want to treat every, every snake encounter as that may be death. Yeah, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> I don't want to risk right it. I'm right out here exactly. petting wild snakes. But I found out while reading this story that in Georgia... It's um, it's it's protect. Sorry, not it's protected by law, but uh, non-venomous <laughs> snakes are protected by law, and so you have to be able to identify them, or oh. or like as venomous if you want to like remove them by force. Because mm. my instinct, if I found a room with eighteen snakes into it <laughs> in- inside, I'd just burn the room down. We don't need that room anymore. That room, you know what? That was Never fun sleeping while it lasted. Again. <laughs> Yep, the room was great. Uh, really enjoyed it, but I'm um, done with that now. Yeah, I've always um, wanted a fireplace in that corner of the room, so yeah, yeah. let's set it alight. <laughs> let's get, let's just get rid of it. But um, yeah, because for, for snakes in Australia, you'd you'd want to call like a snake. Person. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is, are they? Well, not a snake, call not like a half snake, half person. But <laughs> yeah, no, a professional snake handler. Yeah. Or, Remo- a snake removalist? Is that a thing? Probably. I feel like that's it's not probably Jim's snake removaling. Jim's <laughs> Wait, snake, snake removal. <laughs> Jim's snake removals. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, that kind of reminds me because um, where I went to school, it was like right in the middle of the bush. This is going to be a bit of a tangent. Just I love to it. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> it was right in the middle of the bush. It was like out of, out of the way. Mm. Um, and so oftentimes we'd get snakes like just so sort of slithering <laughs> into chilling. the school. And sometimes we'd see them on, like, the roofs. Uh, sometimes they'd be eating crows on the roof. Oh, uh, Sometimes around the, in the playground we'd see a snake. Uh, and one time we had to stop our cross-country because a huge <laughs> diamond python decided to slither onto the track and just no. hang there for a while. It just wanted like to a, be involved. A, yeah, it was like a Can't good few it. metres and it slithered right oh. into the middle of the track and just sat there. That's and, um, the power that snake holds. That's amazing. Now, whenever there was a python around the school, we, the school wouldn't always call in a professional. They <sighs> would call upon the vice principal, who was this small, lovely lady, uh, who would just <laughs> mosey on up to the pythons. Like if it was a if it was a dangerous snake, we'd, they would call in like yeah. someone. But most of the snakes around there were just big pythons. 
Um, and so she'd just mosey on up to the the python, pick it up, With and then bare just hands. carry it. Yeah, bare <gasps> hands and just carry it back no. to the bush. Oh my gosh! And so I feel like through that she had this reputation of just being like a really scary person who has no fear. Right. Yeah. And so she, she just up like picks snakes up with her bare hands, huge like snakes that would be taller than her. Oh like, my gosh! Like, what a woman! Out. Yeah, That's amazing. And, um, but she was quite a nice person, but she definitely made it <laughs> made made a reputation oh, for yeah. herself doing that. Yeah, that would do it. But oh, anyways, back back to the story with Trish. <laughs> Um, after turning up all the furniture, pretty much in the house, like she sent out a tweet, um, she, she oh, confirmed course. that they found all the snakes. They couldn't find any other snakes anywhere. I was um, wondering that. Yeah. How do you know you haven't missed the one? Furniture. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Cause if they're getting in there and you don't know about it, surely you're like, well, this is, I'm now living in basically a minefield of snakes. Yeah. It's not like, your house anymore. Anywhere. They've moved it's in the, and taken the over. Snakes house. You're outnumbered they've, 18 to two. Like they've signed a lease. <laughs> yeah. um, they've written you an eviction notice. <laughs> Be out by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, but they they confirmed that all the snakes were out. They'd re- okay. relocate all the snakes. Um, but she said in this tweet, uh, and I quote, <laughs> "The situation had her scared shirtless," which is oh. not a turn of phrase I've heard before. But I, I'm, I suppose it, I'm glad it worked out in the end, <laughs> despite the cruel twist uh, of the fluff actually just being yeah, snakes. Yeah, that is. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about cruel twists. <laughs> Because we're talking about fluff not being what fluff. you expect it. Exactly. That's that's the theme for today. Fluff not being what you expected. So we're talking a cruel twist today or fluff that actually turns out to be something else. And yeah. when I was walking through Coles the other day, don't worry, it was the daily shop. I am um, yeah. all legal. Uh, so I was walking through and something caught my eye that I could not just keep walking past and it was similar to when I first walked past the Hawaiian pizza pineapple flavored shapes which we tried live on the show a couple weeks back and so I thought this was well time for another segment of try it live where we find a slightly questionable uh food product most likely that we've never tried before and Jono and I are going to try it live on our recording to share our honest opinions of what we actually think of the product. So mm. the product that we ha- are going to be trying live today is M&M's, which we actually spoke about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, uh, so I already have a prejudice against M&M's because <laughs> see, I, didn't, I said a couple episodes ago when we did that World Records one that uh, I would be trying to stack M&M's and get yes. better throughout the week. Uh, And I didn't post anything because I couldn't. (laughs) I could not stack more than two M&Ms. And it was so infuriating. Like, I tried... I I probably spent, like, a good, like, another probably two hours worth of time total trying to to stack them. While I was doing other things, like, I'd have a video playing in the back or, or... or I'd be well, maybe like, that was the issue. Maybe you need just complete silence, one hundred focus, one hundred percent focus on the M M&M and M stacking. So you couldn't so, get higher than two. No, I couldn't. So oh, I, I already have <laughs> slight disdain for these the the shape of these items. Well, in front we're of me. off to a, a terrific start <laughs> for this review. Um, so the thing that makes these M and M's so intriguing and possibly disturbing is the fact that they are bubblegum flavored, inspired by Hubba Bubba. So immediately there's a lot of red flags, alarm mm, bells alarm going bells. off. <laughs> this should not be happening, and that's exactly why we should be trying it live 
on our podcast recordings. So if you haven't I just seen, don't know who who decided yeah. that bubblegum and chocolate yeah. was a match made in heaven. It's honestly, I feel like it's a social experiment just to see who would buy these <laughs> yeah. and how they would sell. Um, but if you haven't, I'm going to post a photo of these on our Instagram. But if you haven't seen the photo, the bag is bright pink and the M and M's inside are white. Hot, oh, like a baby pink color and then a baby blue color. And, John, I'm not sure if you've had a whiff of these, but the smell is... <laughs> Fortunately, I have. Yeah, yeah. It's off-putting, to say the least. Um, I'm quite scared <laughs> to try, but I think we should just go for it, I guess. This is the whole yeah. The whole point. Do you of reckon that the... Well, I'm, I'm going to assume no, but I'm wondering, do you think if the different colors have different flavors? I'm also going to assume no. I think it looks like from the packet that they're all pink on the inside. I think so pink I, on the inside. Yeah. Oh, it's like a pinky brown, kind of. <laughs> I can't even find picture out. what a pinky brown is. <laughs> well, you're about to find out. It's I'm also about to find out. concerning. Like, I know it's inspired by Hubba Bubba, but like, it's not going to be chewing gum, is it? Like, we can actually. I, I assume oh, we just true. eat these like normal M&Ms. <laughs> it's not like we're going to have five things of chewing gum in our mouth at once. Okay. Let's let's do it. So the smell, yeah. sickly sweet, um, with a hint of the M and M shell. That's what I'm getting. But yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not pleasant by any no, means. No, it's um, not. <laughs> it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's good when a product from the get go is unappealing. Yes, <laughs> because then maybe we'll be really surprised when it's That's tastes true. so good. No. In, in saying that, you are 100% right. I've so My expectations are so low for yeah, these yeah. <laughs> that if they're decent in any way, I'm going to be like, oh, they, they, weren't, they weren't that bad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go. I'm going to put three let's, in my mouth at once. Just... Yeah, I'm going with all three okay, colors because I'm crazy like that. <laughs> okay. Oh. No. What? It doesn't. Okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I get... What they mean with gum. Oh, that's not pleasant. That's so bad. The aftertaste, though, is better than mm, mm, than the initial taste. I need more. It tastes like... There's something specific it tastes like. And I cannot put my finger on it. It does taste like the original Hubble Bubble flavor. Like, not the strawberry or grape. Yeah. It's the OG, like, faded pink one. Yeah, I think the, they've just nailed the that flavor. It tastes like the cheap bubble gum you would get from, like... A fair or something? I don't know. Yeah. You're right. It's not... Nor- I wouldn't normally opt for this flavour. No, but it also has that... You know that... Um, I'm not a fan of, like, orange chocolate, right? Mm. And it feels like it has that kind of a... There's something, like, orange chocolate vibes playing right. into this. It's, like, slightly acidic? Is that, or like... Yeah, that might be it. Or, I don't know, like... Why can't I stop eating them? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I keep going back I have, more. I have stopped. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not the a fan of that. That's so me. strange. Like I, I like food, right? And I, mm. I say I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to try things. I've had chicken feet. Oh, that was that's bold. That was weird. Um, because I just, just something I'd never even considered eating <laughs> up to the point at which I did. Yeah. Um, but this is something I, I would eat chicken feet again. I don't think I would, I would eat this again. Really. That's, that's my review. Chicken feet's actually quite good. <laughs> is, okay, yeah. We, maybe we should try that. I need to know how to cook we'll, it properly. We'll eat chicken feet. <laughs> well, we'll we've had KFC. I'll find some recipes. We'll do a big chicken feet cooker. <laughs> that sounds good. And we can try cooking it by slapping it really fast with a robot. Oh, 
That's a that's a mm. great callback. Back to that's the great. M and M's. Sorry, I'm still eating them. Mm. It's kind of maybe a musky flavor, yeah. like musk sticks. Maybe. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, sort of like perfumey in a way. Mm. It's 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 very bizarre. I think I can't remember how we rated the Hawaiian pizza. I think out of five. Out of I five? think we rated them out of five. Okay. I think. That's, that seems to be my memory of it. I think uh, that has been wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go with a five-star rating system. I'd probably give these a mm, 1.9. Yeah, I was I was definitely thinking somewhere in the ones. Mm. Um, maybe I'm but too I'm generous. sort of I'm more on the maybe 1.1 1. 1 sort yeah. of end of it. Like because they're not disgusting per se. Like you could you could probably I could I could imagine eating these. At another time, I wouldn't ever imagine purchasing these. Yeah, no. Um, but like, uh, it's 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 not something I would choose to eat. <laughs> I think. I think if if it was something I had to eat, yeah, all right. That's it's not too bad for something if, True. if I had yeah. to eat it. If it was the only but, option there, yeah, that'd be. I fine. might eat a few. <laughs> but. Yeah, but it's um it's definitely not a a choice. No, food. and you're uh, right. The the feeling in your throat afterwards isn't nice and then just the feeling in your soul <laughs> feels a yeah, little bit crushed <laughs> after eating those <laughs> the soul rating is a solid zero yeah. on this one. <laughs> but there you go you're welcome uh fellow zap the podcast listeners you know not to buy them unless you really want to try them then go for yeah, it if, i've got some if, spares if you want to come pick if them what, up <laughs> yeah, if, what, if what we've described appeals to you Go for it, <laughs> but I can't. I can't say our our uh, review has been has been glowing. No, not very enticing <laughs> at all. Securo Bank is the world's fastest growing personal bank on the block, and for a good reason. Securo Bank has just unveiled its latest innovation, starting at the ATM. We strongly believe in easy to use, customer ready ATMs to suit all your banking needs. Like our immediate feedback feature that makes sure you're entering the right pin by reading the numbers right back to you. Seven, four, five, seven. And if that's not enough, you can indulge in our exclusive double or nothing withdrawal system. Try your luck. Securo Bank. Somehow profitable. In prior weeks, we've seen Beck recovering some absolute gold uh, from her younger years uh, in the form of her letter to Justin Bieber. Yes. Uh, and um, various other. Uh, My ancient great Egypt. Your ancient essay. Egypt um, story about your your sister's protest over the canteen. Oh, there's some so many. There's some quality coming uh, from your past, and so. This week, uh, I thought I'd go on a bit of a journey myself, uh, looking through some really old Google Docs. I found some scripts that I wrote way back in my early radio days, uh, even before you joined uh, the radio show, Beck. We used to every week, uh, I don't know why I decided to start this, (laughs) um, but I wrote a sci-fi, an episodic sci-fi action radio play. um, Amazing. (laughs) as As a weekly thing that I would bring to the radio show and I think I've managed to locate all of the episodes now there's nine individual episodes and then I've also found there's like a mega episode that I did over (laughs) like one story arc over like four or five weeks right right um and I've managed to locate all of them and uh today I will be starting at the very (laughs) first um volume uh, as I as I named it 
um, of the radio play, which I called The Exciting Space Adventures of Teth Plim. Ooh, and I Teth like Plim, it. Uh, is, of I course, like our hero. Uh, Where'd you now, get the I name inspiration for Teth Plim? I don't actually know. I think I may have gone to like one of those... Um, like name generator websites. Okay. I'm like, I need a space name. <laughs> because I was like, um, that is so just, I never heard that before. Didn't even know yeah. they were words. And now, yeah, no. They're your protagonist's <laughs> <They're not>. name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it spat out something similar to that. And I'm like, nah, I, give me Teth Plim. I like it. Um, it does sound yeah, futuristic and spacey. It so does. You know it's that. got the spacey sort of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really <laughs> guarantee that this will make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, but this is the the origin story of Teth Plim. And I don't know if this will make a return. We'll, we'll see if it does. Um, but I've got a lot of these written. So if it you does, You might need we'll, to create uh, like a side podcast that's just like Teth Plim. Or literally just you reading out these books as a little side well, podcast. Was, should I just make it an audio book? I think you should. Pop it on Audible. And yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> right, rake in a bit of a bit of dough from this yes. awful. <laughs> let's 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 There's jump into it. There's a marker for everything. Okay, let's go. Volume one. That <laughs> I'll, wait. I'll do the. I'll start the audio book now. Is this real? <laughs> like, are you actually? Did you actually just say that right now? Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. That's my narrator voice. That was so good, Jono. <laughs> I thought like you'd just press play on a recording that you'd worked on for ages. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was so. Can you do that again? <laughs> Volume 1 <laughs> Teth so Plim cool. did oh, sorry, what Teth Plim did best Wrapping presents for Zwenta Quars, uh, Who I'll give you some context here Zwenta Quars is basically Space Santa okay, Claus okay. <laughs> I like it um, To deliver all the, all the presents to the space children Teth imagined the sheer joy on the faces of the Drazubin infants on Blerion 4 Or the Yakobi children from his home planet, Gordain 9 he smiled as he remembered the crisp mornings in his Gordain abode, like when he got his very first Zoom glider or his longtime pet and friend, Zlibbers. He missed his little five-legged friend. He was so caught up in his reminisce that he didn't hear Zwentacors come in. Zwenta was visually upset, and it was only when Teth felt a soggy drip on his jumpsuit that he realised who was there. But Teth was puzzled, confused at how or why the always jolly Zwentacors was in tears. Teth inquired, are you okay, Mr. Quaz? <laughs> That's my voice like for it. Death Blim. Zwenta replied with only tears and a softly spoken, Sorry, as he raised his hands in surrender to the gang of pirate Keegogs who with one swift move tied everyone in Zwenta's factory up to be taken to the slave trade. Teth saw his longtime colleague Prod Galagat shoved mercilessly into the back of a transport oh. van before the doors clattered shut and the van sped away. Teth was heartbroken and wished he could have said his goodbyes. Teth's thoughts were interrupted by a Keegog grabbing his scalp and pulling him into the nearby van. He flailed and swung his arms in a final attempt to flee but could not escape the vice-like grip of the Keegog. Teth had given up all hope. He'd thrown in the towel, waved his metaphoric white flag. He was defeated. Teth opened his mouth to plead with the guard, but before any words could come out, he was thrown into the back of the van and his head hit the wall with a loud clang. Similar to the clang of a plasma piston engine firing <laughs> up. <laughs> My riding skills were impeccable. I like it, I like it. <laughs> Some time passed and Teth woke up. His right, wrist, ri- 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 his right wrist was in agony from being thrown into the van. He clutched it in pain, only to find that the, brut- the brutality of loading him into the back of the van had, loos- had loosened his cackright shackles. 
With a small tug, he freed his right hand from the shackle, then worked on his left till he was free from his cuffs. This all went well and good, but he was still moving at 80 zips a minute towards a life of slavery. He had to come up with a plan. He racked his brain for any movie scenes that could help him out of this situation. Maybe Zeptoth's escape. The sentence of Rangath. Nothing was helping. He pounded his fists on the astral walls in frustration. The driver yelled in protest at this action, and so Teth did it again, and again, and again, until he felt the van slam to a halt. He placed his ear to the wall and heard the driver get out and begin his way around the back of the vehicle. Teth placed his hands behind him, as if he was still in shackles, and when the driver grabbed at him to teach him a lesson, Teth lunged towards the keygog and secured the shackles around his arms. The keygog, the keygog was pinned. Teth jumped off him and leapt into the driver's seat of the van to make his escape. Using the pulse drive, he managed to get the van off the hyperspeedway and towards a sign advertising a scrapyard 30 ticks away. He checked the fuel and started his road trip to the junkyard. It took him three light hours, but he got there safe. Teth sold the van for a measly 3,000 credits, but was more than happy coming out of that ordeal alive. And thus started Teth's vigilante roam of the nebula. Tune in next time to see what happens to our hero. <laughs> Very now, nice. Very I nice. had forgotten uh, coming in to read that how mm. many weird words I'd made up. I was literally uh, that- thinking that. I was like, so half this story is a made up either name or, or thing from Jono. Yeah, and references and to, to things that don't exist and mean nothing to no one, <laughs> like the movies <laughs> that I made up in there. But, yeah, so that, that, that is, is the, great. the origin story. Um, I also spoilers. love how towards the end, you know, he escaped and he also managed to make a profit of, yeah. of his escape. You know, he's a savvy well, he, guy. He had, to, he had to try and work his, work his way into... Uh, <laughs> Having having a life in the galaxy yeah. still. So there and, we go. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, spoilers, he does turn into more of a, a battle-hardened um, <laughs> space warrior, maybe. <laughs> Vigilante, okay. I'd say, um, in, in the following volumes. Uh, but that is the, the, the first volume, the origin story of Teth Plim, uh, which did have uh, a cruel twist in there as he went into... into into a van. That was a cruel twist. There. That was a very cruel twist. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I thought it was going to be all sunshine and daisies for Teth. Yeah. Actually, or was... whatever the equivalent of daisies are in that yeah, galaxy. Um, I think a good rule of thumb is just like add the word hyper onto <laughs> hyper anything. daisies. <laughs> hyper daisies. See, that sounds like and a space sonic thing. And sun- sonic sunshine. Yeah. Or, or radiated daisies oh. or uh, plasma daisies. <laughs> there Plasmas, we go, that's, plasma that's daisies. Good one. You can just add the word like plasma or hyper or just like space words yeah. onto the front of anything and it's like, oh, that's a space thing. <laughs> so, You're um, a genius. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if this uh, pans out, if this does become an audiobook. Uh, I'll promote it heavily. Yes, as you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell out on this one. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see if if this ever comes back up. Um, that would the be a nice twist. Space adventures <laughs> of Teth Plim. So to finish us off with a rather exciting twist, I have for us today. It's not quite a game. I'm really not sure how to describe it, but it's a fun a fun little activity for us, Jono. Yeah, an activity. I have, yeah, an activity. So what I've done is I thought it would be fun to come up with our own, not necessarily cruel, but just our own twists on movies that we all know and potentially love. So what I've done is I've 
found seven different movies and I've put them into a little spinning wheel online. And what we're going to do is we're each going to spin the wheel and we'll be assigned a random movie. From there, I'm going to read out the plot of that movie. So what you would normally find if you literally Googled the movie name and then plot, because that's what I did to find this. And I've removed Mm. the last sort of sentence or the last half a sentence of the plot and replaced it with an ellipsis, the dot, dot, dot. So our challenge for this segment is that we need to now come up with a twist that we would put into this movie. So imagine you've just read out the plot and if you were going to keep talking about what happened in the movie... That's where we come in with the twist. And it's obviously going to be different to what happens in the original yeah. movie. <laughs> I feel like that's a fairly obvious rule, but, you know, you never know. Uh, so, yeah, I just want to see what's the weirdest or craziest or not. Ne- yeah, not necessarily cruel, just a shocking twist to this movie that we never would have seen coming otherwise. Mm. So the movies that I have in this spinning wheel are Shrek, Elf, A Quiet Place, Frozen, Avengers Ed- Endgame, Wolf of Wall Street, and The Greatest Showman. So a very bizarre mix of movies, but I feel like yeah. they all, all will be fun with a different twist. So would you like to spin first, Jono? Yeah, I will okay. happily spin first. Okay, let me spin. There's a fun sound that happens when you spin. So let me try and hold oh. my laptop up to the mic. Let's see what, if we can hear. <laughs> Yikes. You have landed. <laughs> oh my god! Frozen is the movie that you have somehow, landed on. <laughs> somehow I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> well, there you go. You willed it into being. <laughs> I willed it into okay, being. Okay, let's see what I get. Okay, spinning, commence. <laughs> and I have. Oh no. <laughs> I have A Quiet Place, which is probably one of the darkest movies. Actually, I think that is the darkest movie that was in that list. So that's going to be fun to put a twist on. So let's read these. Frozen's pretty dark. (laughs) With your twist. Yeah, who knows? So I'll read out the plot so we've got something to work with. So then Jono and I are going to go away for, I, I think we can give ourselves two minutes. We can come up with with the power of editing. It will be instant. It will be. And so, yeah, we're going to come up with our twist to this. So the plot for Frozen is when their kingdom becomes trapped in a perpetual winter, fearless Anna joins forces with mountaineer Kristoff and his reindeer sidekick to find Anna's snow queen Elsa and oh, Anna's sister, the snow queen Elsa, and break her icy spell. Although their epic journey leads them to encounters with mystical trolls, a comedic snowman, harsh conditions and magic at every turn, Anna and Kristoff must bravely push onward in a race to dot, dot, dot. So, Jono, you've got to come up with an alternate twist to Frozen. And where is mine? Okay, A Quiet Place. If they hear you, they hunt you. A family must live in silence to avoid mysterious creatures that hunt by sound. Knowing that even the slightest whisper or footstep can bring death, Evelyn and Lee are determined to find a way to protect their children while desperately searching for a way to dot, dot, dot. So I'm on the edge of my seat. I know. I want to know what happens. Is there a twist? Let's find out. We'll be back Let's find out. in very soon. A few moments later. And we're back. Uh, it took us, what, two seconds to come up with two these seconds. amazing... 
amazing plots, hopefully. That's incredible. <laughs> um, would you like to go first, Jono, or...? Yeah, okay. I'm happy to go first. All right, so uh, do you want to reread the plot that we... Oh, although we just heard it, so do, we just do what it, you yeah. will. So I'll um read my changed plot mm, yes. with a dark twist. Ooh. When their kingdom becomes trapped in perpetual winter, fearless Anna joins forces with mountaineer Kristoff and his reindeer sidekick to find Anna's sister, Snow Queen Elsa, and break her icy spell. Although their epic journey leads them to encounters with mystical trolls, a comedic snowman, harsh conditions and magic at every turn, Anna and Kristoff bravely push onward in a race to break the perpetual winter, but not without challenge. <laughs> Despite his friendly nature, the snowman quickly turns against the trio in order to keep the forever winter, which will stop him melting and increase his power. Will the team prevail in bringing Sun back to the kingdom, melting the evil snowman, or will the kingdom and their hopes freeze over, giving way to the rise Ooh. of the Snowmen. I love it. That's so good. I was good. thinking, like, uh, you know, in Hoodwink, there's like that evil bunny. Oh, yeah. That's the sort of, that's the vibe I was going with, with Olaf. I like it. <laughs> I mean, Olaf is such a good character, but I mean, he has such depth now with, yeah. with this it, dark twist. The thing is, he's, he's also just fighting for his own survival. So is he really the bad guy? True. Because he doesn't want to be melted yeah. by, the, by the sun in this version of the... <laughs> There's so many layers. I can't wait to see it and unpack them. <laughs> I can't wait to analyze this in English one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm, joyous. Okay, I had a quiet place and Jono took a, a bit of a darker, more serious turn and a quiet place was already that way to start off with. So I decided to take a lighter, somewhat happier turn of events oh, with nice. uh, turning it into a Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. I'll, I'll read the synopsis again and continue on. If they hear you, they hunt you. A family must live in silence to avoid mysterious creatures that hunt by sound. Knowing that even the slightest whisper or footstep can bring death, Evelyn and Lee are determined to find a way to protect their children while desperately searching for a way to make it to Christmas. <laughs> Santa has visited the town and he has one huge problem. How is he supposed to spread Christmas cheer without being able to belly laugh a ho, ho, ho and have his sleigh bells in the night sky? Upon hearing this, Evelyn happens to make a groundbreaking discovery. The mysterious creatures that hunt by sound actually implode when hearing the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy Song. Don't ask how she finds this out, just believe it. <laughs> when their only CD with this song on it becomes scratched, Evelyn and Lee must scour the island silently, searching for the mysterious ancestor of Tchaikovsky, who can play this song live with a full orchestra and make the creatures disappear once and for all to have a happily ever noisy Christmas. <laughs> there we go. I love the direction that took. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> I just looked at the dot, dot, dot and thought, this is going to Christmas. I don't. This is this when is in doubt. a Christmas family movie. <laughs> You're right. When in doubt, just make it a Christmas film. I feel like that's what some singers do when they're not sure what album to make next. When in doubt, make a Christmas album. <laughs> or if you're pentatonics, make every yeah. album a Christmas album. <laughs> make Christmas your entire brand. I love it. Oh, remember, we used to play so much pentatonics in the radio days oh, around yeah. Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, this was... Christmas we're definitely doing pentatonics something. Yeah, I reckon. We gotta we gotta work something out. Yeah. Get pentatonics in here something. We'll just I'll I'll reach out, see if they're free. We're getting them on. 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're pretty high profile now. We are. We've um, harassed two companies online <laughs> and um, we've done that pretty successfully. Um, but that does lead us toward the end uh, of today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to follow us uh, on all our social medias. We are Zap the Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Um, and anywhere else you choose to search for us, <laughs> I hope we're there. Uh, not Pinterest, though. No, we're not, not there Pinterest. yet. Never, we could... never oh, Pinterest. Oh, no, never. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I'm joking. I don't have a vendetta against Pinterest. You... We'll, we'll consider Pinterest. Okay. I don't know. Is Pinterest that big of a thing anymore? Yeah, I, I think it's know. I think really... it's back. Like with TikTok, oh, is back. Or in the fashion kind of world, a lot of people make oh, inspiration. <laughs> a lot of people make <laughs> Pinterest boards for like their outfits or homes, especially. It's very popular for like weddings. I think people make a lot of those things. But I think it's oh. I think it's back and better than ever. Yeah, I think my dad has a Pinterest because he like... Well, then of course it's back and better than ever. He has this grand vision of building a bike out of wood. That's pretty cool. Did it, was yeah, it a guitar cool. he just built out of wood? Yeah, he just, and he's currently, like, in the past couple of days, he's been building a, um, a guitar stand. Oh my to gosh. Fit said wood guitar in out of the same wood. That um, is very but, talented. <laughs> enough about my dad's woodworking <laughs> project. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. Bye. Bye.